welcome to the Creating Us podcast, hosted by the Office of Leader and Culture Development. I'm Jason. And I'm Shelby. And we're excited to be with you as we go on a journey across the Texas Tech University system. All right, here we go. I, you know, Shelby, I'm going to ask you how you're doing, but I'm excited today because we are we're expanding. You know, we we spent the first month really focused on the system and we're going to expand. So I'm not going to say much more than that. But how are you today, Shelby? I am doing great. Um, you know, my oldest daughter is um is a competitive cheerleader and they just sent out all the hotel information that we have to stay at and it's like competitive trying to get a hotel room. So that's and, how, I am. how are you, Jason? Well, I'm good, but you weren't you saying that like for competitive cheer? Because again, my my girls are young; they're not into cheer, and so I don't know that world. But I know there is a world around that that for your daughter to compete, like you have to stay at the the hotel. Like you can't yes. try and save a few bucks and go next door. Right. So they give us like three options. They say you know the high level, mid, and low, which is not really low, but that's fine. <laughs> but some competitions, you have to stay in the hotels that they want you to stay at in order for your team to compete. So that's, that's crazy. There's something that just seems really wrong with that. But at the same time, <laughs> I, I guess I can get it. But yeah. outside of that, you know, hey, it's been a great day. It's cooling down for us, which is nice because it's been so, so hot. But Again, I'm just really excited today for this episode. We are going to be shifting. We just wrapped up all of our interviews at the system administration team. And now we get to put our focus on Angelo State University. Um, and this is a university that since I've come over to the system, I've been able to work super closely with. I love going to ASU. The people there are amazing. And I'm really excited because today we have Christabel Romine with us. And Christabel is the director of Lambs to Rams in the Norris Vincent College of Business at Angelo State. Christabel, welcome. And thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. So I'm going to start with what is, and tell us more about what is this director of Lambs to Rams? Yes. Yeah, so Lambs to Rams, uh, our slogan is a pathway to financial wellness. We are a financial wellness program that serves Angelo State University and the student body, but we're housed within the Norris Vincent College of Business. So we focus on personal finance topics, educational resources, um, and just providing a good foundation of money management to the students at ASU. I I think that's awesome because I would probably need help in that aspect as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Students, you know, they need to learn how to budget at an early age. And yeah. oftentimes coming to college, it's the first time that they may experience a large amount of money, especially if they're on scholarship or they're getting grants or they're getting a refund from financial aid. So just kind of navigating this new piece of their life um, so that's where we come in to kind of help them and guide them. I I think that is such a needed skill. Like all of those skills are just amazing. Uh, right. Like learning how to buy a car is so scary. Yes, it is. I still get scared trying to buy a car. I know. I'll be <laughs> like, is this, am I asking the right questions? Um, so so yes. if I feel that way, you right. have to know like a 19 year old 
would definitely feel very overwhelmed by the process. So, yes. So the majority of your role is with the students. The majority, well, my role is a um, kind of encompassing of, yes, it is with the students. However, we purchased a platform called iGrad, which is a financial wellness platform that our students, faculty, and staff can access. Um, and on that platform, our faculty could go and learn about retirement options, investment, staff could go and learn those items as well. So even at the staff level or faculty level, if you um, struggle with personal finance, or maybe it's just not something you've ever taken the time to learn, you also have access to the resources. Of course, our main focus uh, is the students um, and providing that information to them. So we have the platform linked in the students portal, um, which we call Ramport here at ASU. Um, and then the students can also access it from our webpage. We're integrating some personal finance topics into our freshman seminar courses this upcoming fall. Um, and we piloted a course called Money Management and Professional Readiness this past semester. So it's academic based, but it's also, you know, student based in regards to presentations. Like I'll do presentations with the ambassadors, our ambassador program, our student government association, um, Delta Sigma Pi. So any org that would request like a budgeting or financial wellness presentation, then, you know, I go out and do a quick little budgeting piece and talk about financial literacy and the impact that really being financially educated has not only on your personal finances and your wealth management, but your, honestly, your families and your future children, because the more educated you are on money management, of course, that's going to impact your, your future money spending. And of course, which will trickle down to your family members. This, I, I'm like really kind of taken back by this. I didn't realize the depth that this service had for students, yeah. faculty, staff. I, I just, what an amazing uh, resource that we just don't get to hear much about. Where where did this come from and what type of impact are you seeing? Yeah, so we are a new program um, to ASU. We are grant funded currently. So we, Dr. Tiger and I, who's the Dean of the North Vincent College of Business, um, in partnership wrote a grant proposal for the Texas Higher Education Coordinating Board as a part of the Accelerate Student Success Grant Program. Um, and through that grant writing, we were awarded um, $119,000 to establish and create this financial wellness program, which was really an initiative from President Hawkins, um, who um, charged us with the grant writing and, of course, the building of the financial wellness program, Landstrams. You know, this this really hits on one of the things that we have been focusing on, and ASU has been such an amazing partner. And I say that only because you know we've had so much success with the programs, not only for students that we've launched there, but bringing President Hawkins' vision to life, you know, and bringing Chancellor Mitchell's vision to life in regards to creating a different kind of person. This seems to fit so well with that vision of really creating those students who are going to, like we are really building them and placing a lot of emphasis in ensuring that they're going to be successful, not after they leave, but while they're, you know, a part of the Ram family and then even after they leave. Yes, completely agree. So since you are that tremendous leader that I know that they look up to, who has had an impact on you as a leader to be able to lead as well as you have? Um. So that is a 
interesting question. And you would think that I could just say a name, right? So right off the top of my head, of course, I think it, a good leader always has a strong mentor. I should say that. Like you almost always have a mentor because if you're a good leader, you're trying to grow, which means you look up to someone and there's someone that you can lean on. There's someone you can trust and you can be vulnerable with and honest with, and they give you good constructive feedback. So of course I do have a, a mentor. Her name is Dr. Tara Hart. She was my former supervisor um, many years ago. But on top of that, I look back at past Christabel and I know that sounds silly, but I look back at the mistakes I made to reflect on what I can do better now. And I, I see in the past, I think I was a decent leader, but I think through experience and years of working and different leadership roles and working with different dynamics and students and faculty and staff, I get to look back on, okay, what did I do then and how can I be better now? And I kind of learn from my past mistakes and, you know, 23 year old Christabel was way too confident. She should not have been as confident as she was. <laughs> so I, I look back and think, I can't believe my supervisors put up with me at that. <laughs> like, who did I think I was? I knew nothing. But, you know, at the time when you're that young, you're ambitious and you're starting your professional career, you think you know everything and you just, you really don't. But now, you know, 10 years down the road, of course, my perspective has changed a lot. And so I, I look back on the experiences that I've had, the learning opportunities I've had through my professional career and um, kind of lean on that and try to take it as um, growth opportunities through failure, which really, in a sense, I wouldn't ever say I failed at anything. But when you look at who you are as a leader, you realize in the past you weren't you weren't the person you thought you were. Like, I thought that I was this great leader. And I look back now and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I was so arrogant. I should <laughs> like, I couldn't like this version of me is so much better. If I could be doing what I was doing 10 years ago, it would have been even better. So, yeah. well, you know, there, There's so much learning in that because I'm, I'm right there with you. I think back to when I first started out again in my early twenties and it's like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe <laughs> so I did funny. some of the stuff I did and like, I know. holy smokes. But you know, let's let's even move it forward to today you know this is one of the reasons why we emphasize that leadership and being a leader is a journey it's not a destination right I, there are examples even within this past year where i'm like oh i shouldn't have done that right so i got to learn from that and let's move forward but i, I think that's kind of the beauty of it yes i agree completely definitely the beauty of of leadership yeah. Uh, you never stop growing. You're always continually learning. You're always reflecting, always thinking. I, I could have written that email in a nicer tone, but <laughs> not trying to send it in a rude one, but just like, let me just answer really quick. And then you look back and you're like, oh, you know what? A good leader would have written this with like a, hey, how's your day going? Before you just start into like work, you know, yeah. just making those intentional pieces a part of everything. Yeah, I think having those experiences, though, that may not be the best, help us to to shape how we want to be a leader, if that makes sense. Like, we have to yeah. go through those bad times so we can be like, huh, next time I'm going to do this instead. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> you have to write the very, like, 
abrupt email to think, okay, next time I write an email, it's going to sound a lot more warm and it will also cover the information I need it to cover, but it will feel intentional as well and not just work related. I think, you know, that's a big piece too of leadership is making the people who you work with, who you work under, work for, whatever the case may be, feel like you have an intentional relationship with them. And it's not just all work foundational and that's it, you know? Yeah. So having a relationship with people and building that definitely helps um, bring about what we want to accomplish every day too. You know, ASU has been such a champion in um, being a pilot for the student program, uh, the faculty and staff programs that we're doing. And um, how do you see the values being used in your everyday life? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question, Shelby. Uh, For just right off the top of my head, community I think is definitely something I'm seeing come to fruition through um, the efforts that you guys have been partnering with us on in regard to like the leader faculty and staff program, as well as the student cohort, the student leader development program. It's just been really cool to see the community come together and engage in this leadership program that's going to be super purposeful and intentional for our faculty and staff to grow and learn in leadership development. And of course, we saw what type of community our students built last semester just within that cohort. It was so cool to see them engage with one another and feel so comfortable with each other and just really bond with Jason. And you could see that they had the utmost respect for Jason and Steve. It was so cool. It kind of felt like they fangirled a little over Jason and Steve because they were just like celebrities in their eyes. (laughs) So, um, but it's cool to see that community aspect and not only the community aspect here at ASU, but then you bring in Jason and Steve who are from the Texas Tech you know, system office, and they're bringing in that community from the entire community, essentially, you know, they're encompassing it not only on campus at ASU, but within the system as a whole. And so I think that's really cool. And I think you can also say commitment is a really big piece that we've seen. I think I've seen through uh, this opportunity, you know, serving on the President's Leadership Council, the commitment that our students had to the program, you know, that wasn't an easy ask for them to be in sessions for two hours, you know, six to eight sessions throughout the semester on top of their academics and involvement. And we had student athletes, but they were committed to the program. And I think through that commitment, there was a lot of growth. Um, and I'm excited to see we have 53 faculty and staff signed up for the leader program this fall semester. And I know that it's a big commitment to ask faculty and staff to come during their lunchtime to stay after work for two hours. But they're committed to growth and they're committed to this program. And so I'm excited to see that also come to fruition and to see, you know, what happens and to see the cohort and to see the growth that our faculty and staff are going to have. Um, through this opportunity. This is the first time anything like this has ever been done on our campus. I've been at ASU for 10 years. So um, it's just really, it's an exciting time, I think, to even be able to offer some type of professional development leadership program. Um, So we're excited to have it. I know I'm very excited about it. I'm like, yay, I don't get to participate, but I get to facilitate. And that's even more exciting. So I'm like, yes. So I'm excited. You know, one of the consistencies has been that ASU is 
a university that has really taken their values and, and brought them to life in so many different ways. As you think about kind of your experiences, and you know, we've talked a little bit about the journey, learning from past mistakes, all of these things that are so valuable. What advice would you give to others across our great system, whether it's somebody who is aspiring to become a leader, somebody who's been a leader, or even our students? Yeah, um, I think my my best advice is to just be intentional, not only with like your relationships, but with yourself. You know, if you're going to agree to be on a committee, then make the intentional effort to be on that committee, to serve it well, to do the work that you've been asked to do, um, to be intentional with the decisions and choices you make in your job and really think things through before you just react. I think a lot of leaders have really strong emotional intelligence. And I think that is a huge factor in being, you know, that person that's looked on as someone who can make strong decisions and doesn't have a reactive decision. So I think intentionality is just so important, not only like for yourself, but also for relationship building and your work and just making sure that you are putting your best foot forward. I think whenever I sign up to do something, it's like, okay, if I'm going to serve on something, you're going to get 100% of me. You're not going to get 10% of me. So don't overextend. I think oftentimes in higher education, we tend to overextend because we get asked to do a lot of different things and wear lots of different hats. And the great thing is, is that we're a good community and we're always willing. But the bad thing is, is you also have to be intentional with what you're choosing to be willing to do and, you know, being strategic and ensuring that you're able to give 100% instead of 10%, because that's what they're asking of you when you when you sign up to do something. Um, and so uh, that's that would be my advice. And give 110%. Do all, if you can be involved, be involved. That has been like my best advice too. Like they, well, you know, what's funny is we always tell incoming freshmen, like be involved, get involved, do things, you know, make friends. No one ever tells professionals be involved, get involved. <laughs> That's true. Things. And it's like, <laughs> we should be telling everybody that be involved, say yes, you know, be uncomfortable, serve on a committee. You don't feel like you should be on, but, you know, take the chance, do it. Because if someone's asking you, they see something in you that you may not see. And so just be involved, do things, sign up for things, do more things. This sounds terrible because people probably don't agree, but I think you should always be willing. Just be that willing person. Mm -hmm. Do more things than what is in your job description. That's what matters. That shows people that you care about them. You respect them. You're a good hard worker and you're dedicated to what ASU is instilling and as far as our values like I'm dedicated to all of our values and as such like I want to make a commitment to things and I want to be involved and want to be a part of the community and so if you ask me to do something that's beyond my my job scope I'm probably gonna say yes <laughs> so <laughs> there's like a 100% chance I will but if you're listening to this and you're from ASU, my cup is full right now. So <laughs> yes. So while we want to promote this, what you're really saying is, hey, everyone else, get out there and give 110%, <laughs> yeah. right? Because yours is full. So. I'm tapped out. <laughs> well, you know, joining one of those uh, groups or whatever is um, a nice way to meet people that you wouldn't normally meet. 100% Shelby. If I, like when Dr. Tiger asked me to serve on this committee with him, I was like, are you sure me? Like, and he was like, yes. And I was like, okay, 
me. Secretly, I was very excited because I love leadership. Um, but on the back of my head, I was like, I am not qualified to be in the room with these people. But it has been such a great experience and such a good, fruitful one. And getting to meet you guys and Steve has been so fun. And just working with you guys and partnering on it and with the committee and the council and kind of seeing this vision that when we were in the room, I was like, man, this is going to be a lot of work. I'm not sure we're going to make it happen. But sure, we sure as heck did. We made it happen. We had that student cohort. We have the faculty and staff one. And so, um, but that's a prime example of me feeling uncomfortable in a room and then deciding, no, I, you know, someone picks me to be here. I can do this and just kind of embracing it. And so, um, but through that embracing, it has been a really good experience. Wonderful. And we greatly appreciate you being a part of everything. Again, it's the relationship, that ability for us to be able to meet people that we normally wouldn't interact with, which again, furthers the reason why we're doing what we're doing with this website. So what a great way to kind of sum up your advice there. Shelby, final thoughts. I just want to thank you, Christabel, for really everything that you do to further the faculty staff programs, the student leader development programs. I mean, really, we could not do it without you. So um, then I'm so glad that we were able to bring you on this podcast and and get to see you and get to know you a little bit more. And hopefully we get to uh, see you very soon. Yeah, I hope so. Thank you all so much for having me. Of course. And again, Christabel, we greatly value you. And just to show you that you were the first one from ASU on here. So (laughs) just know that you were right at top of our list. So um, I appreciate that, you know, know, (laughs) but again, you know, we just uh, we enjoyed the conversation. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Creating Us podcast. If you have any comments or questions, please let me know at jason.weber at ttu.edu. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Shelby. Take care.